Brooklyn's Radio. Loving events in Surrey. This is Hugh Evans on Brooklyn's Radio, and I'm very excited because the Young Enterprise Awards for 2018 have begun, and Brooklyn's Radio will be following the competition once again. Last year, coasters combined from Claremont Fan School in Esher made the fantastic achievement of getting all the way to the Southeast Regional Final, and so we're really excited to meet all the teams taking part this year. In the first round, the North Surrey Heat, we have 12 teams from seven schools from around North Surrey competing for two places in the Surrey Final. To meet these teams, Graham Laycock and I went to Gordon's School in Woking to see what business ideas the teams had to show us. Madam Mayor, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the North Area Finals for Young Enterprise this year. Uh, very kindly hosted by Gordon School, and we are extremely grateful to the Gordon School head and management team for hosting us this evening. I'd like to first of all call on the deputy head of the school, Andrew Reeve, to welcome you to his school. Good afternoon, Madam Mayor, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of Andrew Moss, the headmaster, I'd like to extend a very warm welcome to Gordon School. We're absolutely delighted to host the regional finals of the Young Enterprise Company programme. Certainly, one of the characteristics of any successful entrepreneur is the ability to pick themselves up in the event of failure and have a positive mindset and start all over again. Therefore, I guess, if I can provide just one piece of advice, it would be cool to seize every single opportunity as you go through your educational journey. Be prepared to challenge yourselves at all times, to place yourselves outside of your comfort zones. I am therefore grateful on your behalf for the work and opportunities that your teachers, the advisors, and the staff at Young Enterprise have provided for you all. It's an absolute delight to welcome you to Gordon School. I wish every single one of you every success. I'm now talking to Tech Yes from Sir William Perkins School, and I'm with the manager director. Um, what is the product that Tech Yes is selling here? Uh, hello, so at Tech Yes, we sell technological devices and phone accessories. So, for example, at the moment we're selling pop sockets. Um, phone cases, speakers and camera lenses Okay, and um, how well have your products been selling? Have you been getting much of an interest for them at uh, at Sir William Perkins? Yeah, so at the beginning we decided to sell these kind of devices because we conducted some market research, we suggested that people at Sir William Perkins especially the younger years really desire these products and we didn't have that much luck with shifting our phone cases, but our newer additions, such as the portable speakers and the pop sockets, have been very, very popular, and we've managed to sell quite a, quite a decent amount at Swerps. Excellent. So what makes uh, your pop sockets and phone cases different? How are they special? So our phone cases, they have animal stickers on the back, and these aren't just like any random animals, but they're... Um, endangered species so what we're trying to do is raise awareness of like red foxes african elephants uh, have like a becoming instinct and in addition to that we've also stuck these pops these um, stickers onto our pop sockets to try and raise awareness through those as well 
Well, that's really good news because when you have a company that has this social aspect to what it's doing as well, then that really shows you're, you're in touch with, uh, with what you're doing and that you care as well. So how easy was it for you to get investments um, from Sir William Perkins and, uh, and from other people you know? Um, we did several fundraisers at school to raise awareness for our company and get some money to start up the company so we could start buying our products and resource our products. We also got a quite amount in shares as well, so that helped us start build the company. Okay, so how, how, many, uh, how many different items do you think you've sold so far? Um, so we've sold approximately around 75 pop sockets over the course of the time, 50 phone cases, um, the 10 camera lenses that we bought, and so far we've sold about five speakers because they're a new addition. So yeah, we found pop sockets to obviously be um, the most popular product across the range, and by introducing bundle deals it meant that we could sell multiple products all at, all at once yeah, for a reduced price. So 75 pop sockets at £4 each, that's £300. Uh, how much is the profit margin on them? So we didn't sell all pop sockets for £4. Um, we had sales, that means meant that we reduced them to £3. The profit margin on each pop socket was around £2.10. So we bought them for around £1 and then we sold them for around an average of £3.10. Um, so, yeah. so you're doing quite well so far. Um, assuming that uh, Tech Yes does well and goes forward to the next round, what's the next plan for Tech Yes? How do you think you're going to grow as a company? What do you think you're going to do um, beyond here? We will conduct some more market research and see what other technology um, products we could bring out, look at some kind of online resources that we can find, see what the most popular technology products for our age audience at school and look at outside market as well um, and find the newest technological device that we can resource and buy for cheap and then sell it outside again. Well, that sounds good. It sounds like you've got a good model. You've certainly been selling lots of uh, lots of products and the judges have been and uh, hopefully they'll say good things. So thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me and uh, good luck with the rest of the competition. Thank you. I'm now here with Bink from Claremont Fan School. What uh, What is the product that you sell? What's your company? Okay, so we are Bink, the pest preventers, and we've created a solution to pollution, which really is a lock or a clip that goes on top of your food bin to stop foxes from invading them and causing mess everywhere. I like that. That's really clever. You've got one on on display here. It seems like such a simple product, but it must be so effective. Well, yeah, it it does seem really simple, but initially it was really hard to design and it costed a lot to manufacture. That's why I resorted to a simpler product uh, to generate funds for the product itself for the official CAD designed one there so you say that you um, had to design the product what uh, what problems did you come up with in in designing it particularly well it was actually the manufacturing cost because the um the material we were hoping to use costed about a thousand pounds to manufacture and to use the machine so we resorted to a simpler solution which is a bungee clip rather than made out of polypropylene Well, sometimes the simpler solutions are the best. So how did it take off when you came up with this idea? Well, first of all, who had the idea? Or was it a joint joint decision? Uh, Yeah, it was my idea. And uh, I got it when I was first walking down my road and I saw loads of bins knocked over and it was just spillages everywhere and it looked completely messy. And I was like, why don't we make a product to stop this happening all over the country? And you're in charge of marketing for the team, yes? Yes, uh, I'm in charge of the Instagram and how we promote our business and how we look to the public. Excellent. So as the, uh, as the marketing representative, how did the product take off? Did it, uh, did it shoot up in popularity immediately? Well, we ha- first of all, we uh, got a few like, costs for 
marketing on Instagram and things like that. We got like 50 followers at the start and then it started increasing. Uh, we had, we've had a few people interested on the road and when I've gone and interviewed people, they've loved the idea and they've wanted to know more about it. We've also talked to the Mayor of Elmbridge and she has uh, been really enthusiastic about the idea and has offered to fund her idea as well. That's really, really positive, getting big names like that on board. As an Elmbridge resident, I know how, uh, how irritating it can be. So how did, you, um, how did you get sort of interest and capital generated? Did you sell shares? Did you just get people to invest in the company? How did you manage it? Um, we ended up making £110 worth of shares, which gave us a little boost in um, our fundraising events, which we made around £200 off. So that gave us £310 to work around buying materials for our product and you say that uh, you had to change the design slightly because of cost how much is one of these clips going to cost um it costs us two pound 28 to produce but we are selling it for three pound 99 each okay so you're making around a pound 50 in profit on each one how many have you sold so far um we've currently sold one because we actually haven't been we haven't had these products for too long because our packaging came really really late so we weren't able to um produce them well, it's not how many you've sold, it's the idea that you have and the business plan that you have. That's what's going to be really important. And the judges will come round and see it, and I'm sure they'll be just as impressed. What is the plan for Bink going forwards? Say you're um, successful here and you move to the next round. What's happening next? What are you going to do differently? Um, well, in the future, we want to uh, expand the idea, and actually the council have wanted to... like. Uh, squish idea into the actual bin and merge it with the bin and actually have it all over the country um they have obviously offered to fund our product and actually put our product in their leaflets that they hand out so we are looking in the future to improve our design use the funding from elmbridge to produce our polypropylene clip and hopefully roll it out to the council make it free for all of you Excellent. So you've got a really, really good plan going forward and hopefully you can do well with that because uh, once you've got the council on board, that's so many people it opens you up to. So all the very best of luck. I know the judge is going to come and see you. So I hope you do well and thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. Thank you very much. Thank you. So now we're talking to Epione from Salesian School in Chertsey. I'm here with the managing director now. Tell me, what is your product? What's your business model that you've got here today? So our business model is surrounded by aromatherapy. It's brands to do with uh, uh, bath bombs, soaps, anything that brings well-being back into the home. We think that that's the most important thing, and we have affordable luxury products. That's what we're offering to the public. Excellent. So uh, name me a few of the products that you've got. So we've got some bath bombs right here. We've got some scented candles, some diffusers, to, again, to bring well-being. That's our aim. we also got some hampers and some bath salts, something to freshen up the mood a little bit. So a good range of products. I've got the company secretary right next to you. I'm going to ask him, how, how popular have these products been so far? Uh, we've had several selling events where there's been lots of interest in all of our products. We've got a big range, especially the bath salts down here. People like the ability to create well-being in their home at a very low price. Excellent. And uh, we've got the sales director as well. So uh, how well have the products been selling so far? Um, the products have been selling very well. We've had about £800 in revenue, which is uh, quite good. £420 net profit, which is about a very big margin we have there. Excellent. Well, that's, that's a good amount of money to have so far. How long have you been in the business for so far? Um, we've been operating for about six or seven months, and uh, we've changed our product line to suit different events like Valentine's Day and Christmas, so it's been quite a big success. 
And products like this are always going to be popular at different times of year when you have uh, different events coming up as well. So over here I have now got the financial director. How did you generate interest? Did you sell shares at all? Did you manage to get uh, investment people pledging for your company? So initially we sold 233 shares to friends, family, teachers and prospective buyers. And then we, with this we had £233 to fundraise. We held two fundraising events selling light refreshments for parents at the school events. We made £200 from this and this provided us with the capital to expand our business into the products we have here today. So which was the very first product then? Uh, the bath bombs are our original product and from here we've expanded into soaps, diffusers and bath salts. And you're expanding quite a bit and you've got some, uh, some good use of technology here. You've got uh, e-adverts as well. Tell me a bit about those. How did you start off making those? I've got the technology director here to tell me a bit about that. Um, well, we started by just taking lots of close-up photos, sort of, you know, high quality. Then we put them sort of slideshow together. We also have an Instagram account, a Pioneer Wellbeing, where we put all our events that we've been to to kind of generate more publicity. We looked at doing an a website to sell products to a wider audience but the problem was at such a low cost it wasn't just viable with the packaging and everything else to send them and uh, having instagram has that helped you to reach new audiences maybe beyond salesian or beyond the people you know have you connected with people outside from that um yeah i think a few people have followed us that we don't actually know and that have been interested in our posts and asked where they can get our products from so, yeah, I think it's been effective. You seem to have done well from that outreach. So I've got the operations director now. So here you are in the North Surrey final of the Young Enterprise Award. You've got, a, you've got loads of great products here. What's next if you get beyond, uh, beyond tonight? So we'd love to get f- further on into the competition. And to, in terms of what we're going to be doing next, we're going to try and sell off all our stock and trying to engage with other people beyond our school and try and get into like the Easter range because it's getting to Easter soon and that sort of thing, yeah. The judges have been round to see you, so hopefully you'll get a bit further beyond, uh, beyond this week and they'll be impressed with what you've got. So thank you very much. All the very best of luck. Thank, thank you. you. And I'm now with Eastside School and their company, Sapphire. And uh, who am I talking to? I'm Izzy. I'm the managing director of the company. I believe you've got a second managing director. Yeah, that's me, Olivia Connolly. Okay, so, so uh, what's, what's Sapphire all about? Um, so with Sapphire, we um, have our main products, which we did Cozy Night in Jar, Spa in a Jar, and a bottle of Fireflies. Um, we created these around Christmas because we thought that would be a good selling point for them. And then more recently, we have branched out and made prototypes that we are going to continue with our business. Right, they all look very, very sparkly and very, very attractive, don't they? So how do you get the ideas for the gifts? So initially, we didn't actually struggle with ideas. We had, we had a list of nearly 100 ideas. It was too many. Um, but then we really liked the idea of having um, a gift in a jar because it was all concise and it's an all-in-one product which is perfectly packaged and it's just a perfect gr- gift for somebody, especially at Christmas time. Right, OK. So you can just describe then what's in these jars. So in our Cozy Night In jar, we have um, popcorn, microwavable popcorn, some Lindor chocolate balls, a hot chocolate stirring stick, fluffy socks, a Kit Kat, a mini Yankee candle, and a popcorn, American-style popcorn bag. 
Um, in our spa in a jar, we have a Bayless and Harding um, body miniature, a Yankee candle, a loofah, two bath bombs, a flannel and a face mask. Right, and you've also got an intriguing looking bottle here, but it doesn't look like it's got wine in it. No, no, no wine, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> this is our bottle of fireflies, we've named it. It is recycled bottles with um, string detailing, and it has a battery powered cork with lights in, so it looks really pretty as like table decor or outside even. Very clever indeed, and who have I got here? Uh, hi, I'm Jasmine. I'm the secretary and marketing director. Oh, right. So how did you go about marketing this idea? Marketing. So we created our logo based on it's a light bulb. And we chose this symbol because of bright ideas of our company. Right. Yeah. And it, sounds, it looks like a little bit diamond shape as well. Yeah, we chose a, because we're called Sapphire, which is a gem. Yeah. yeah so we wanted to link our bright ideas with the gem which is our name lovely and you are oh i'm hannah glenn i'm the operations director of sapphire right so you make sure this actually came together then yeah um so my role sort of consisted of making sure everyone was doing the task and did they do the tasks Um, majority (laughs) majority of the time right good okay and let's go over this side then and who have we got here Hi, I'm Danny. I'm the sales director. All right. So how how's sales going? Our sales are actually very successful. We made uh, quite a large final net profit. Right. Lovely. And uh, was Christmas a good time for this then? Christmas is definitely a good time. We, the way we decorated our stalls made people, because the aesthetic was quite pleasing, and then people came over to our store, complimented us on the way it was decorated, then eventually bought our products. Yeah, it's very attractive. And and you are? Um, I'm Ella. I'm the marketing director. Right, so how did you go about marketing? Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, as we said before, we used um, our marketing platforms, which are Facebook, Instagram, and we used our email to contact people that we'd made sales to. Right, yeah, any one method better than another? Um, Instagram definitely was better. Yeah, pictures targeting. and... Yeah, it was just the best yeah. for everything. And you are? Innes, I'm the finance director. Right, you were looking after all the money. So yeah. the profit then? Uh, it's our net profit is four hundred and seventeen pounds and twenty six p. Right, and I see it's a twenty seven point nine percent net profit margin. So well done. You're pleased with that? Yeah, we are. Right. Well, thank you very much indeed. That's the Heathside School Sapphire, and best of luck in the competition. Our next team tonight is from Claremont Fan School, and they are called Cable Clips. I've got the managing director here. Uh, what's your name? And tell us a bit about your product. Uh, my name's Alex, um, managing director of Cable Clips. Our product is a cable management solution uh, designed for smaller cables like mice, keyboards and head, you know, headphones um, that kind of thing So whose idea was it to uh, get cable clips together and the, develop the product? Who's the, who's the chief designer, chief marketing officer? It was sort of a you know, group decision, we sort of all thought we see a gap in the market and we thought why don't we do this um, so we had multiple designs. Originally, as you can see, it's kind of a round shape, but originally it was going to be a square block and a lot bigger. We decided why we, because a lot of cable sort of clip kind of things are for much bigger wires, like server-wise and that. We thought, why don't we go for, you know, the other, quite a big market with phone users and mouse users, so, uh, you know, give them something uh, that they could use. Well, especially with the smartphones and things today, everyone's always carrying their cables with them. So... Uh having something to keep them organised is going to be really handy for them. How have the products been selling so far? 
out of the 25 we made, we've made so far, we've sold all 25 of them. We are, we still have many orders left to fill out. However, we've had many hiccups recently. We've had our, all of our product, all of our stock stolen from us, uh, meaning we've had to we've had our manufacturing process severely delayed, and also just little things like laser cutters not working and people being off sick and that kind of thing. It all it all cumulatively has meant we haven't been able to make as many as we wanted to. We still have a offer from a building consultancy, Spring Building Consultancy. They've uh, offered to buy 20 custom-made ones, and that is going through in the near future. Uh, this will obviously increase our profit margin further than it currently is. So obviously you've had some difficulties along the way, but these are difficulties that you've overcome as well. So what's the uh, what's the project the profit margin looking like on these cable clips? How um, how much are you putting in to make them? So each cable clip is at a retail price of £5, and each cable clip costs roughly £2.94 pence to make, giving us a £2.06 pence profit. That's roughly 42% profit margin on each cable clip, which, considering the high quality of the products, which is what we strive for, that's quite good. Yes, you're doing quite well so far, and uh, I've got lots of cables hanging here, so uh, I, I imagine there's definitely a market for these things. So thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. The very best of luck for the rest of the competition. Thank you very thank much. You. My pleasure. So now we're here with Energy Wheels, one of the home teams from Gordon School. I'm going to be talking to the managing director of the team, who's going to tell me a bit about what the product is. So what is it you've got here? What's your, what's your business? We have... a a cycling power pack for your appliances and your phone that comes along with a mini puncture kit for any emergencies you might have on the road slash track. Well, that sounds really handy. You've got everything in front of you. I can see um, an example of it. You've got uh, what looks like a, a, you've got the puncture kit there, an iPhone charger, which looks really useful, lights, and, uh, and what's the other device that we've got on it? That is a GPS to help you keep track of your whereabouts and how long you've travelled for. Well, that's going to be really handy for cyclists because you can't stop and check your phone. Are you keen cyclists on the team? Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very. So several, several keen cyclists here. So who came up with the idea of having this product or was it a group, uh, a group invention? It's kind of a development of all ideas. We started off with um, a device very similar to this that used the kinetic energy from the wheel but we've developed it into this idea to make it more practical and cost-effective. Well, it sounds like you're starting off from good ideas, sort of harnessing kinetic energy, uh, because that's green and more efficient as well, which, is, uh, which does well in business today. So how popular has your product been so far? Have you, had, uh, have you found it easy to manufacture and market? Unfortunately, we could not find uh, a suitable product that was in production right now, but we have we are going to continue looking and hopefully someday we'll, it will be ready Just well the positive side to that is you have a you have an idea that hasn't been done in that case so uh, so you've spotted a gap in the market so how many have you have you been selling uh, selling the idea at all in that case have uh, have you generated much revenue have you been, you've been selling shares at all um, we've conducted a lot of market research with cycle, cycle clubs around the UK and we have got a lot of positive feedback from the cyclists. There, have been, there are about 2.6 million cycle, cyclists in the UK that have joined up very recently. We fundraised using, 
um, by making calendars for our school, which sold very well. Okay, so you've been selling calendars and um, fundraising to raise awareness and raise capital. What do you think is the biggest challenge for you in selling your product? Because obviously there are more than 2 million cyclists who could be using this product. What do you think is going to be the biggest challenge to overcome? Well, I believe it might be getting the product out to the market. So we need to meet deadlines to manufacture it in the first place. But then we're also going to have to put it online, such as stores, well, online stores such as Amazon. And then we'll also try and put them in bike clubs. And how exactly is your product different from um, another iPhone charger I could get or the GPS thing? Or does it all come together as one product? Uh, it's sold as a kit for cyclists and it's supposed to be used in unison to create an experience for the cyclists um, and an energy kit that will help them. Well, that certainly makes it easier for the cyclists if they're not having to worry as, about so many things as much. So the judges have been round, they've spoken to you. Hopefully you'll do well out of this and you'll be able to go forward. So thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Our next team tonight is Dear Darling, a mayor here from Notre Dame School. And uh, I'm here with Cindy, the managing director. So you've got a really lovely stool here. What's your product? Our products are bespoke handmade glow-in-the-dark mugs as well as very cosy, versatile jumpers, which we've targeted with two audience, selling to teenagers as well as parents with our mug. Yes, I can see you're all wearing uh, jumpers that look lovely and soft in, in all sorts of different colours. Um, so how did you get the idea for selling this product? Um, what, uh, what inspired you for this? Um, we had 23 girls debating on whether we should do jumpers or mugs and we, we decided that um, our Christmas fair was the best place to sell them and so Christmassy mugs we thought would make great presents for friends, family, anybody really. And Christmassy jumpers as well. <laughs> yeah, no, they're brilliant. They've sold really, really well. We're aiming to sell jumpers soon after Easter and um, we've had a lot of interest from that. Excellent, so Easter jumpers then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're still cold. <laughs> so how has the business been so far in terms of finance, in terms of getting shares together, raising revenue? How have you managed that? Um, we raised revenue by selling the mugs and jumpers, obviously, and so far we've made £532 in net profit. To raise the money by first selling scrunchies at a Christmas fair, which we used um, our marketing team to research what colours were in. Um, also, further on for our mugs and jumpers, we used questionnaires um, asking people at our school as well as their parents what kind of designs they'd want so that we know that we would expand how much would be bought. So it sounds like you've got some good ideas and some good interest for, for your jumpers and products. And what exactly inspired the glow-in-the-dark mugs? How, how is a glow-in-the-dark mug different? Well, obviously it glows in the dark, but what, in, what was the idea behind this? What's the story? Okay, so when we were kind of like brainstorming like what things we wanted, um, on the kind of top of our minds was like the competition, obviously, and a big part of the competition is innovation. And we kind of thought, hmm, okay, what can we make that's actually going to make money and that's going to be a bit innovative? And we were like, okay, we want to make money here, so let's focus on that first and innovation second. But actually, um, with our mugs, we've got this, like, deer design and Christmas lights strung from the antlers, and we've actually painted each individual light with glow-in-the-dark paint. 
So it's actually like the lights are actually glowing, which works quite well, in fact. I think the idea was to have like you're watching a movie, yeah, like imagine horror sort of movie, and there's like little lights coming from your mug so you don't trip over, you can see where the popcorn you don't is. knock it over. That was sort of idea, and yeah, we tested it out. <laughs> Good pun. <laughs> We've tested it out, and yeah, the um, glow in the dark paint actually does work with the mug, so that's really good. Excellent. And so who was the chief designer? So um, we had two girls from Operations design our mugs and we then went on to do a matching Valentine's Day set. And um, it, we did a um, questionnaire at our Christmas fair to see which designs were most popular to go on to the next um, fairs. And it worked really, really well. The uh, parents loved them. Excellent. So it sounds like you've got some great products that are already proving to be very popular around. Well, I wish you all the very best of luck. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for speaking to us. No problem. Thank you very much. Our next company tonight is from my old school, Hinchley Wood, and it is record time. I'm speaking to Abby Elliott, the managing director. Tell us a bit about your product you've got here. So we sell clocks made out of vinyl records that have been donated to us, and we have several different designs that we spray paint onto them ourselves and they connect people through nostalgia of the records and the bringing it all back to the present. And whose idea for this product was it? Um, it was our operations manager, Jamie's idea. Yes, this was my idea. Um, I was actually just brainstorming on the internet of uh, ideas of what, I could, what we could be, do for our young enterprise and uh, I actually came across these and I thought they were really interesting. So, yeah, that's why I decided. Well, they're retro and they seem quite cool and you've got... Uh, you've got um clocks with Star Wars uh, pictures spray painted onto them. Whose idea was that to have these, uh, these images on them? So these were Matilda Craig. She's an uh, A-level art student. So you're bringing your, artist, your artist's expertise to the product? Uh, yes, I do A-level art and I've got experience before in spray paint so I thought it'd be a good idea to make our product different and add value by spray painting different designs on it. Well, that's an excellent idea. And uh, do you have a set number of designs or can you do commissions? Can people personalise them? Uh, we can do commissions, yes. We haven't had any, but we, at the moment we only do a couple of Star Wars ones and David Bowie. Well, it's a good start. That's, uh, that's a lot of designs you can come up with from Star Wars and David Bowie. Yeah. So whoever's in charge of sales can now tell me who's, um, how many clocks you've sold so far. How is the business doing so far? The business is actually doing quite well, thank you. Uh, we've sold at many markets and we've sold to our own school and schools around us. It's going very well. Excellent. We're happy with our sales. How many roughly so far? I think about 92. Well, that's a good number. And if you're selling them for £10 each, what kind of profit margin are you making on these? Well, that's a rude question. I might as well ask you how much you make, sir. <laughs> well, it, as long as you have a good business well. model. The profit margin is quite high because the vinyls are actually donated to us from different sources. So it takes us about £1.80 to make the vinyl clocks, and we sell them for about £10. You can see that that's quite a high profit margin. You're already doing really well in, in that sense. We try. So how did you uh, generate the initial revenue? Did you sell shares to get the company started? Oh, yes. Yeah. So um, we started off the company by selling 210 shares to us, our parents, and various so our um, advisors and then we also had a cookie sale which raised £239.40 which helped us like buy the initial mechanisms boxes and just raise from raise the entire idea 
So with some initial investment and low running costs, low operating costs, you've already got to, got to quite far ahead. So in terms of the competition that you're in now, what's the next stage? How can you see yourself expanding from here? Well, we are thinking of introducing a, you know, more range of, of designs. We are actually thinking of making bookends made out of vinyl records, which we can mould the vinyl record and form the bookends. We're also thinking of our, other ideas like uh, coasters or key rings, just stuff that we can involve the idea of vinyl records and things that people can carry with them through their day. So it's always reminded about the nostalgia and just being back in the times where records were actually used. And vinyl is coming back in now, so they're even cooler. People are people are buying vinyl, so uh, maybe people will buy some more, some more things, get some more decorations around your house that are made out of old records. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're hopefully that is what is causing our sales. We, it is quite a popular thing. It is coming back. It's it's a, quite a retro kind of thing. So we are hoping that that and everything else will increase our sales even more. Excellent. Well, retro is cool. So thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me. It's great to see all your products and good luck with the rest of the competition. Thank you very much indeed. And I'm with Claremont Fan School and uh, their company called uh, Regenerate. And who have I got here? I'm Archie. What's your role? Digital director. I'm Murata. I'm CSR. CSR. So I make sure everything's like ethically all right and moral and things like that. And is it? Um, yeah, actually, our box is recyclable. Good, good. good. Okay, and you? Uh, my name's James. I'm the finance director. All right. How's the money looking? Uh, very good. We've got currently got a profit of three hundred seventy-eight pounds, so we're looking good. Yes. Great. And you? I'm Callum, and I'm the managing director. Right, Callum. Right. Okay. So, what's Regenerate all about? Uh, it's a board game that aims to rejoin the generations through the traditional style of a trivial board game. Oh, really? Right, a bit like Monopoly or things like that? So, so how do you play it? Okay, so there, are, there is a selection of questions, and so you'll pick a card, you'll roll the dice, which we have custom designed, and that will select you your category. For, for example, you could get TV or film, music, sport or general knowledge. Uh, you will then select a card, which will give you the option of easy, medium or hard, and this gives us the scope for our game to be able to play, be played by children, their parents or those of an older generation, so the easier questions maybe aim more at children and the harder ones maybe those with more knowledge and then you basically go round the board if you get a hard one right you move forward three places or an easy one one place right okay and it's like a sort of a swirling snail going to the middle this is this spiral is basically because it's a game for the generations we're going back in time so it's a time spiral ah clever things and you are i'm georgina i'm sales director all oh, right so how are sales doing very good thank you um we've sold a total of 22 board games so far at the price of 20 pounds and we have um pre-orders for three other book games so right yeah i was reading recently that board games are making a bit of a comeback as opposed yeah. to you know just playing on a screen by yourself yeah it's um i think the generations want to reconnect you know, it's very family orientated isn't it at christmas you normally get a board game so that's really our market to you know rejoin the generations and who have i got here i'm scarlet and i'm the operations director oh right so you're make, doing with the production of the whole thing yes and we recently got a new manufacturer and the outcome was quite successful so that was good so how tricky has it been getting the right manufacturer more difficult than i'd like to say um our first manufacturer was just a local printing company and they printed things the wrong size so we had to redo our specification right but the board looks very nice it's sort of glossy isn't it and uh, looks quite substantial and then you've got all the question cards that can be printed as well 
Yeah, I think it looks, the outcome we were really happy with for the second one. And who have I got here? I'm Charlie and I'm the marketing director. Oh, right. So how have you gone about marketing this and persuading everybody who's got their uh, their, uh, uh, computer screens and so on to get away from them? Well, we've used uh, social media um, and we've used our website and email. So... Um, and through word of mouth at school. So for social media, we've used uh, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. So for Facebook and Twitter, they have an uh, older average age. So we're looking for uh, adults who can buy the board game for their family, for their kids and for their grandparents. So it's really about trying to rejoin the generations. Right. Have you had more interest from youngsters or older people, do you think? We've had, um, I think it's... Uh, a mix. I think mostly it's been adults at our school who've been wanting to buy the board game. Um, also, they've been. It's mainly the adults who've bought it for their family. I think, um, but there's been some interest from friends at our school as well. So I think we're reaching a wide audience. Right. Who came up with the idea for this then? Anybody? <laughs> uh, so it was a re- it was a group idea. So at the start of the year, the school year, back in September, we did a few brainstorming sessions, and then we decided that we wanted to create a board game as our product. Right, and then arguments ensued as to how to design it and everything yeah. else. Well. Anyway, congratulations! Thanks for talking to me, and best of luck with Regenerate. Thank you. Our next team tonight is Illuminate here for, from Sir William Perkins School. Ellie is the managing director here. Tell us a bit about the products you've got and the company you're running. So at Illuminate, um, we really wanted to create something that had the least impact on the environment as possible. So we decided to use recycled bottles and also recycled jars and put fairy lights in them to make them into cost-effective and um, low impact on the environment, um, light lighting for homes. So you've got uh, two environmental fronts there. You've got the recycling front and the energy efficiency front. Yes, exactly. Is this proving popular? These these things are always uh, people are always looking for these things. Yes, definitely. We had a lot of success selling them at I think six fairs um, around Christmas. Um, we made a gross profit of around two thousand five hundred pounds, um, proving that they were really popular um, with everyone. Really, we didn't really have a target market as they were popular with across the board with all types of people. Yeah. Excellent. So, who's the finance director in this company? Okay, so tell me a bit about how you managed to raise capital for these, how you sourced all the products and how much money you spent on those. Okay, so by recycling the bottles and jars, I meant that our resources, our natural raw materials, were like really cost-effective. They cost us nothing except in terms of labour. And then we used really inexpensive but recyclable and waterproof cork lights and jar lights um, which means that our jars cost £2.82 to make and our bottles cost £1.52 to make. So we had profit margins of 81%, 85% and 62%, an average of 77%. Um, we, every sale we had, we recorded it efficiently, so our budget was really on top and scheduled. Um, we just didn't really have many problems finance-wise. Finance well, that's handy. It's less to deal with when you're, uh, when you're actually selling your product. So how many of these uh, products have you sold so far? We've sold uh, about 300. Um, at each fair, they're extremely popular. We sold in our school as well at lunchtime. Um, with teachers, they especially like them for presents for their partners or for family friends. Um, we also sold uh, the fairs. A lot of people took them to places at home as well, to their own families. Um, 
We also have done a commission where one of our teachers uh, actually ordered bottles and uh, she asked us to put the specific lights in them and then make them our own product and then sell them back to her. And um, we, we think we're going to do this more often in the future. Excellent. Well, that sounds really good. So you've got a product that's easy to come up with. It's easy to sell, seems to be popular. What problems have you ran into? What challenges have you had to overcome? Um, initially we couldn't find an idea so we did spend I'd say about five weeks trying to discuss ideas and getting far but then not being able to like go through with them but um, we did take time coming up with this idea which I think ended up being well for us because we ended up with a great product which made a lot of profit so it did go well. Um, I'd say another problem that we faced was being a company which was quite a diverse group of friendship groups, I think almost 20 girls, it was people's opinions were valued differently um, considering who they were friends with, so I think it brought us together as a company and also it taught us that we have to value each opinion individually even if you don't necessarily agree with it, so I think that really benefited the team in the long run. So learning about the politics of business then. (laughs) Excellent. So thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk to us and good luck for the rest of the competition. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm now talking to the Ignite team from Heathside School. I've got the managing director here. What's uh, what's your product that you're selling? Uh, We're selling mystery boxes which contain cosmetic items and toys. All following a similar theme, I assume? Yes, yes. Okay, so what kind of products have you got them... um, cosmetic item wise and toy wise uh, so we've taken some different creams bath bombs different different like cosmetic products basically and uh, who came up with the idea of having a mystery box uh, me I was the one who came up with the idea the and what's your role in the company uh, I'm the marketing director marketing director okay so how have you found the product to be taking off has it been very popular have people been taken by the idea of mystery box Yeah, I've seen all over social media and platforms like YouTube and Facebook. They've been very popular recently among people, so... Well, that's good news. So, um, how much are people paying or going to expect to pay for a mystery box? Who's the finance director? Me. We're expecting to sell them for £5, and we're buying the products in bulk, so we're going to be making around £2.30 each box. And, And people are happy to buy a box even though they don't necessarily know what's in it yeah i think that's a bit of the excitement and a bit of the curiosity to buying the products excellent so you never really know what you're going to get so that's what makes it quite fun uh how did you start um getting interest in this idea how did you start marketing your product how did you start uh generating money for the company did you sell shares yeah we've all bought uh, about 25 pounds worth of shares into the business and then we did a fundraiser to raise about £200 uh, by selling Krispy Kreme donuts. And then we're all quite interested in toys, so like, we're selling retro toys in the toy boxes, like uh, cup and ball games and stuff like that. And then we had lots of cosmetic products left because we used to sell candles, but then that wasn't the best idea, so we had them and then we could use them in the boxes. But retro things are always cool, people are always interested in those. How many uh, boxes have you sold so far then? Uh, we haven't sold any boxes so far. It's just an idea and waiting, but our business hasn't finished yet. So we're probably going to sell them firstly in our school and then move, might move on to stores in the public. We have some uh, buyers lined up ready. So um, all the best for the rest of the competition. What's uh, the next stage if you get beyond here? Uh, we hope to sell things that in places such as Summer Fates, hopefully sell a good chunk of our stock. Excellent. So... Uh, 
then you've got places, you've got ideas of how to move forward. So all the best luck for the rest of the competition. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Cheers. Also representing the home team tonight are ScamSafe from here at Gordon School. I've got Max, the managing director here. Tell me a bit about ScamSafe and what your product is. So we are an RFID uh, protected wallet. So it protects you from scammers so that your contactless cards can't be scammed in the street in a busy area and they just take lots of money off you without you even knowing. Well, this is a huge concern for a lot of people these days, especially with, uh, with online fraud and things like that. So what was the inspiration for the design? What's the story behind it here? So we wanted to create a product that protected people against um, being able to be scammed and having their contactless credit card swiped. So we came up with the scam safe with the A on the safe as a padlock. So it, could, it really clearly showed what our product did. And Excellent. So how does the product work? Tell me a bit more about it. Okay, so it's got a, it's got a metal screen that's... Um, Mate, that's put in there deliberately to stop uh, FID trend. I think it's like something RFID. about RFID um, waves going through or something like that. <laughs> so we got the main product uh, pocket in the middle for the contactless cards, and then two surrounding pockets for cash and coins. Excellent. So uh, how popular has this product been? Obviously, as we said, this is something a lot of people are concerned about today. So we brought 100 um, wallets last... Well, we, they arrived last week. And in uh, the space of a week and a half, we've managed to sell 10% of our stock. So, uh, so far, the interest is quite high. Uh, we're planning on opening up on Amazon and uh, eBay. So hopefully we'll get more on there rather than just being on the YE website. Good. So a question for your financial director now. Um, how much are we talking about in terms of sourcing products? How much money did it require to get the business started? How much are you sourcing your products for? Well, the wallets altogether cost £750. 100 wallets cost £750. So we're looking at saying the retail of £12.99. So we'll make a, make a profit of about five. A thousand um, pounds. Five pounds on each individual wallet. Okay, that's handy. And how did you get uh, the company off the ground? Did you get investment? Did you get shares? Were there people who had been a victim of this themselves that uh, were interested in the product? Well, so we started off, each of us put in a sum of money as shares, and we put about 10 to 20 pounds in as shares, and then we used that money to uh, fund fundraisers, so buying the, the stock which we then sold. For example, we did wrapping paper at Christmas, Krispy Kreme donuts, we sold popcorn at our school disco, and all of that just to help uh, fund the end product. Well, thank you very much for the time talking to us. It's great to see you here, and the very best of luck for the rest of the competition. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm with uh, Councillor Valerie White, Mayor of Surrey Heath, and uh, welcome along to this evening's event. It's a marvellous occasion. Yes, it's always a pleasure anyway to come to Gordon School, um, one of the jewels in the crown of Surrey Heath, and for, to meet all the people involved in this, it's an honour. And anyway, Young Enterprise, a great idea for these, these pupils, isn't it? I'm just amazed at uh, the businesses they create and how they get on with it, so business-like. Well, it's our entrepreneurs of the future, isn't it? And they've got to come from somewhere, and um, I'm all for it. I've, I've got two boys who are out in the big world. They did something similar when they were at school, college, 
carried it on through university and now very successful out in the city. So yes, I'm all for it, all for experience for the youngsters. It gets a link towards the real world and just the theoretical in school, I guess. Well, you've got to learn to live in the real world, haven't you? You're not going to be looked after by mum and dad forever. Hopefully not. (laughs) Thank you very much, Valerie. That's my pleasure. So right now I'm joined by John Alves, who is the chairman of uh, Young Enterprise here in North Surrey. John, we've got a great array of teams here tonight, haven't we? They're quite impressive. Very impressive. I've been involved in this for 10 years now, and every year impresses me with the teams that turn up. It's different every year, but there's always lots of innovative products, lots of excellent presentations, and they've, they've learned a lot from the experience. And one thing I think I've noticed that uh, that I've been quite impressed with, well, there are two things. First of all, it's that um, more and more of the businesses that uh, that you hear, and I was, I was here covering this event last year as well, more and more of the businesses that turn up, they seem to have incorporated a social aspect to their to their business, a sort of um, maybe it's an environmental concern, maybe it's a community concern. And secondly, is that they're embracing technology, they're making um, e-adverts, they're using social media platforms, and this is something that's really growing, I think. It is indeed, and it's growing in in the mainstream business world, of course, as well as in young enterprise, but I think it's very visible tonight. Almost every team spoke about the use of um, social media to promote their business, and a lot of them had a social context as well, um, environmental or, or whatever. And I think that's, that's a trend reflected in Young Enterprise from how things are in the real world. I know, and lots of businesses are able to grapple onto this, and it's amazing how um, the teams from schools have done this as well, because it takes a lot of, lot of organisation and a lot of business sense to do this, and they've managed to come together and do it by themselves. Largely by themselves. Um, we provide a volunteer business advisor, an experienced business person, to support each team, but their role is purely to mentor. They're very strictly told not to take part in decisions. Uh, if the team want to make a bad decision, they can tell them why it's a bad decision, but it ultimately the students make the decisions and run their own business. So they get responsibility from that as well. It's their responsibility to run the business. I think that's a very important part of the way young enterprises run. It's their money, it's their profits if they succeed. Uh, some of them make a lot of money, some of them make no money. Uh, but that's real life and business. So how does, uh, how does being in Young, young Enterprise uh, presenting a product and running a business here, how does this help prepare the young people uh, for the world ahead, for their future? I think very well. Uh, many companies recruiting staff, even at the graduate level, say that they can have people coming along with first-class degrees, but they have no idea about the practical side of running a business or even the practical side of work. Uh, I think far fewer... 18, 20-year-olds now have Saturday jobs or summer jobs, um, and that was one way some of us older generation gained experience of the real world of business. Um, We get a lot of feedback from companies large and small that having YE on your CV is a major impact as an interview, a major positive impact. So they're already giving themselves a head start for when they get to the real world or, or the world beyond school. Yeah. Yes, my, one of my nephews who was the managing director of a young enterprise company 10 years ago now has a top city job earning good money and he tells me that in his very first interview out of university he had an interviewer who had been himself done young enterprise and they chatted about it for a significant part of the interview. Excellent, so it really is something that stays with the teams afterwards. 
that is that is the the impact that we have and why you've done a number of studies going back to previous participants and got a pretty universal view that it helped their career. Excellent. So we've got some really good teams here and it looks like they're going to be prepped for, for the future really well with the skills and experience they're going to gain from this. Indeed it is and we're just waiting now while the judges huddle to decide which one's going to win this round of the competition. Well we look forward to hearing that John. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. And we now move on to tonight's awards and the first award we're going to deal with is the video adverts. Uh, good evening everybody, thank you. Uh, first of all, I just want to say a massive thank you to all of you. Uh, let me give the first uh, nomination is for an uh, honourable second uh, and it's really to uh, Dear Darling. So well done Dear Darling. Uh, well done to all of you for bringing the, the brand to life and, and really that cosy night in, even if it was a little bit cheesy, it was, was very well done. So well done to you. Uh, and the winner overall was, uh, and I will get the pronunciation right, was to Epio. The winner and the runner-up will go forward to the next level of video advert competition at the Sully Five. Now moving on to the main prize, is the main company of the year competition. And we'll do the category awards first and start with the best innovation. So one of the things that I really quite like to see, uh, and it was great to see it again this year, is the concept of reusing waste. So I really wanted to call out uh, both Illuminate and Record Time for using what, you know, for a lot of people is just trash. And what a great idea to, to uh, ups, upscale or upsell choices. So well done uh, to both of those teams in terms of your innovation capability. So uh, the award in the end actually goes to uh, Regenerate. Uh, well done to, to those guys. So where's the Regenerate? So well done to Regenerate. And again, really for, for trying to cut across age boundaries and, and create something new and get people back playing board games with grand, granny, granddad and, and the rest of the family. So well done to Regenerate. Now we move on to the best presentation. The best presentation. This was, uh, this was tough for you, trying to cover what you've been doing in the last few months in four minutes. Or less, I think you would say. Right. On average, three, three and a half minutes. Honourable mentions from the judges go to both Illuminate and the Record Time. But the winner was the group that did what I think you probably all agree was the most fluent, well-rehearsed, entertaining presentation of the lot and had the product front and centre all the time, and that was Diodon. So we move on to the best trade start. So, um, just a, a quick word. I just wanted to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to be your judge. Um, the first pleasure I get to do is, is give the award for the best trade stand. So in true fashion, we do have an honorable mention. Um, and it was a beautiful stand. It was great conversation at the stand. So honorable mention goes to record time. And the winner for the best trade stand you know, the product looked absolutely gorgeous. It was just lovely the way it was laid out. It was spread evenly. It was very equal. Um, posted, it was a clear communication of the records. You really got a feel for the journey. It was nice and orderly. So the award goes to Illuminate. And now the last of the category awards, which is the best company report. The judges of Random and Lens. So, yeah, thank you for the bedtime reading for the past week. <laughs> um, we are going to give second place 
to a wonderful honorable mention to Sapphire. Well done. And the best company report. So, you know, we decided that this was the winner because you were able to clearly articulate the journey. So we kind of understood from start to where we are now. You talked to us about your multiple sales channels. Um, you talked a lot about your great profit margin, which we like to see. And then it was also fun to hear about how you had your weekly meetings, how you managed your meetings, and we just got a great feel for the company. So record time, congratulations. The overall awards for the best companies of the year. And they are the two companies who will go forward to the county final next month. <laughs> with two companies from each of the two other areas in Surrey, so there will be six companies competing at that level altogether to choose one to go forward to the Southeast Regional Final and then to the National Final. So, and there is an international final. The honourable mention for the uh, best company or to, that goes into, as you said, the sort of backup position uh, is record time. In uh, sec second place was the team that had the uh, illuminating trade stand, which was illuminated. I feel as though I've been here before, the winners were dear darling. So congratulations to Dear Darling of Notre Dame Senior School and to Illuminate from Sir William Perkins School. Their business ideas and approach captured the imaginations of the judges, and they will be going through to the Surrey final of the Young Enterprise Awards at Epsom College in May. Commiserations to the other teams, but they should all be very proud of their achievement in getting a business going and taking part in the competition. So that's it from the North Surrey Heat final of the 2018 Young Enterprise Awards, and I'll see you at the Surrey finals. For Brooklyn's Radio, this is Hugh Evans signing off. Brooklyn's Radio. Loving events in Surrey. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not keep up to date with the sound of Surrey by listening live at brooklandsradio.co.uk or through our free mobile app.